This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Joy McAdams, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here this morning. I'm glad you're here too, because I've been tracking you down for months because you're a fitness guru like I am. We love getting into fitness. We'll probably talk about that at some point during the show, but I'm really excited to have you on here. So before we get started, tell the audience who you are and what you do so we can put the, the conversation in context. Well, my professional life, I help medical practices grow their revenue um, through relationship building and through social media, through marketing. So basically, I bring a growth mindset to medical practices, private medical practices. I'm really passionate about the they're, they're really essential to the healthy ecosystem within healthcare. You need the big hospital systems, but you also need those private practices. And I am here to help them not just survive but to thrive. So in a nutshell, that's what I do um, professionally. Personally, I'm a mom to five. I am obsessed now with endurance, um, endurance racing, pushing my body because I've just seen the direct correlation between how that translates over to every aspect of my life. And when I grow physically, I grow professionally, I grow personally. So that's the one thing I can control. And so that's why I think I've just become so like obsessed with the whole process. It's a very love hate relationship. <laughs> As you know, if you've, if you've done endurance sports, you know, it's a very love hate relationship. Yes. I have run over uh 1240 days in a row, at least one mile. I'm so impressed. That's awesome. And I started right after hurricane Harvey left Houston, August 29th, 2017. And I can tell you that 10 days ago, I had to go through a stretch of 10 days where it was really cold here in Houston. I mean, I had to wear yeah. sweatpants, the sweatshirt, and yeah. now shorts and short sleeve shirts. So I'm like, thank you for turning up the, no. heat, the yes. heat. And um, But you're right. And um, have you ever heard of an author named Robin Sharma? I haven't, actually. I haven't. He wrote a best-selling book last year in 2020 called The 5 a.m. Club. And so I joined The 5 a.m. Club on February 4th, 2020. But one of the things in the book that I hadn't been doing until about four weeks ago is he says, within 15 minutes after you wake up, you get out and you elevate that blood, the, the elevate the sweat, the blood pressure, the whole nine yards. Not elevate the blood pressure, elevate the heartbeat, the heart rate. That's what I'm trying to go. And he says it gives you more focus. I'm like, oh my gosh, do I really want to get out of the bed at five o'clock and start running at five fifteen? <laughs> did it. And let me tell you something. I when I because I used to do my reading before, but once I do my running, I come back. It's I can understand what I'm reading more. It's amazing because he says it purges the body of cortisol and all these other stuff. I don't understand. So it's really difficult when you first get up that first day at five o'clock and like, am I really going up for a run? Am I really going to use the treadmill? Am I really going to do uh you know, jazzercise, whatever the case might be. Do they do jazzercise anymore? Or is that 1980 stuff? <laughs> that I might be the eighties for me. It's okay. <laughs> the mornings I have to, the mornings I have to swim. That's what's tough because even though it's an indoor pool, that first toe in the water, you're like, Oh, <laughs> now how often, how soon after you wake up, are you exercising? Um, well, I really don't have the choice to exercise right off because I've got the whole morning routine, getting the kids to school and, you know, that starts really early. So to do a workout before that starts, I'd have to be up at 3am or something, you know, so <laughs> I don't, I don't have the, the choice to do it before. Um, you know, usually except on the weekends, then I can get up early and, and, you know, do it first thing. Well, I'm 55 years young and I feel 40 because I'm taking care of my you body should. now for, yeah, for many years. I don't, 
for so many years, I was eating crap and not exercising. And now I think it was it Benjamin button. I think I'm going backwards. I, I really I feel it. younger every day. I love it. I love it. And I put, I did a post saying, Oh, it was interesting. I got a Garmin watch for my birthday and my Garmin watch says I'm age 20 health wise. So I was like, well, that's how I'm going to act. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you're everything. acting, if you're 20 years old, you got to leave LinkedIn, go to Snapchat. That's where all the kids are hanging out. Or exactly. There, right? right. Right. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I definitely stalk my kids and keep an eye on all their social media. So I'm on all those platforms, but a little bit more stealth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I decided uh, about a week ago, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk, who's a nostajamas of, of, of social media, say 2021 is going to be a year that Snapchat comes back because it's a closed oh. platform. And so I decided, well, Gary's kind of famous. He knows what he's talking about. So what I'm doing is LinkedIn for professional and Snapchat I'm going to use for behind the scenes. I'm going to do it the whole year, yeah. see what happens. But, you know, people yeah. are starting to watch my stories, which is pretty yeah. interesting. Staff is so you are all about achieving a growth mindset. And, you know, I remember many years ago, I didn't read, didn't prioritize personal development. I really thought the world was all about me. Then I started following thought leaders and they say, you know what? If you really want to go to the next level, you have to grow every single day. So talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on the growth mindset and why it's so important. Sure. Um, and you're exactly right. You know, it's about getting in the right room with the right people as well that are going to push you because what I started when I started on this journey, it was amazing. You start to see when you throw out a new challenge or, you know, like even if you were to say, I'm going to run at least a mile every day for the next however many days, you have that group of people who are going to say, that's crazy. Like, why are you going to do that? Right. And then you have the group of people who are like, hey, that's awesome. I'll do it with you or, you know, <laughs> and and so you really, really quickly, you start to realize that there's this whole set of um, leveling up that needs to be done, right? So if there's a baseline and you've got to kind of figure out where your baseline is and, and go up from there. Your baseline isn't necessarily, you know, it could be super low, like it's all relative, right? A quick example is when you have that first kid, I don't know if you have kids or not, but when you have that first kid, one kid like rocks your world and it seems so mm -hmm. overwhelming. And then by the time you get to five, if you have one kid or even two kids or even three kids home, it's like, man, the house is empty, right? Because because <laughs> your baseline has has changed so much. And, and that goes to every aspect of life, professionally, physically, everything. And so uh, I, I got, it, it was end of 2019, my business, I had started on LinkedIn. Um, it was going fairly well, but my business had come to kind of a standstill. And I was, there was just nothing else. You know, when you get to that spot, you're like, what else can I do? And you just feel like you're banging your head against the wall. And all of a sudden it just hit me, you know, maybe if I challenge myself physically, um, that's an area I could grow. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm halted professionally. So I, I want to keep growing, but since I'm kind of stuck here, let's grow somewhere else. And that's when the first idea came into my mind to run a marathon. Cause I, I've always been active and you know athletic and keeping up with 30 minutes a day minimal you know weights and stuff like that but I had never pushed myself and so initially I was like well let me just do a half then I was like nah you could probably do that like tomorrow you know because I was in fairly good shape it would have been tough but I could have swung it within a week or two of training so I was like that's not big enough so that's when I started you know I was like let me do a full marathon I had about 11 weeks to train for it and that journey is what started all of this and just opened up my eyes. You know, that journey of pushing yourself and 
and really just putting your body to the limit. And then you start focusing on your nutrition. You start focusing more on performance and, and not necessarily the appearance. And that's a big uh, mindset shift in fitness. When, when it becomes about performance and the way you feel and not about the way you look, that's going to be more sustainable and that's going to drive you. Because if you're always trying to achieve uh, the way you look, you're always going to be frustrated because there's always going to be someone that looks better. Or, you know, you're never going to be, especially women, you're never going to be happy with the way you look. But that shifted. All of a sudden, I actually gained a little bit of weight during my marathon training. But I was like, who cares? Like, you know, when I get out there, I just want this body to perform and be able to finish. And, um, and, and that whole journey, even the day of the race, there were so many mindset. I mean, I could go on forever on that. Uh, but it being in that growth mindset, as after I did my marathon, then we were in Hawaii. And it was a downhill race, which being naive, I thought, oh, that'll be easier. No, it's like so much harder because it's, <laughs> it's that, you know, it's, it's your, it's your quads and your hamstrings and you're going faster than your body's used to and you're pounding harder. So by mile 10, you're shot. And then, I mean, it, it wrecks your legs, it wrecks your legs. But so I couldn't walk the next day. I went and my husband to see Hawaii and we went up in a helicopter. And as we're going over the Kona coast, uh, the, the pilot says, so Joy, what's next? An Iron Man? And I was like, oh, shoot. Why did you say that? Like, I'm in this growth mindset. I don't need another crazy idea. And um, and it went from there. I mean, I didn't know how to swim, compet- you know, more than just swimming for fun. And I didn't know how to buy, you know, really cycle or anything. So that started the journey of my first little triathlon. And then I was like, well, I'll do a half. And then when I got there, then I was like, that's it. I have to do a full. But what I, what all that taught me was it's you don't go from zero to an Ironman. It's just the little steps along the way. It's a journey. And, and, and it's not, um, it's not, it's more in the preparation. Um, because before each race, I truly was fearful. Like I was, I couldn't sleep, you know, you're scared to death that day before. But by the time I got to my last big event, the, the biggest one ever, the Ironman, I, I, I woke up so calm. And the biggest mindset shift was, you know, you don't, there's no reason to fear. You just have to have a respect for the preparation and the grit it's going to take that day. And that is so true when it comes to business too, right? You don't have to fear taking on new things or, or achieving or growing your business. You just have to respect what it's going to take to get there and, and the preparation and the grit. And, and when you get to that point, that was such a big pivot in, in my mindset that has translated over to every area of my life. And, and that's why now I'm obsessed. I know that I have to be doing these endurance events because they keep me on track. They keep me centered. They keep me growing. I'm, it's creating a, a challenge. Uh, and we always grow in challenge. And so since then, I've run the Grand Canyon. I've cycled, you know, the West Maui Loop. I got back into surfing. I mean, just it just it just keeps going. And, and it's incredible. I, I'm living. And like you said, age is just a number. <laughs> Wow. You know, no, it's interesting is a lot of people ask me, Mark, are you ever going to run a half marathon or run a marathon or do something? I said, I can't because I want to run at least one mile every day for the rest of my life. So I can't take rest days when I, I have a standard goal of running a thousand miles every year. And in 2020, I reached that goal, I think like the fourth week of November. And so a rest day for me is running one mile. And then I take it easy because I got, that's the only get a rest. Cause if you take a day off, you'd start over one. And the number one scares me to death because 1,000 over 1,240 days, that's a lot of days. That's running in the rain, in the cold, in the yeah. heat. That's a lot of running. And so I don't want, so I, I have chosen not to go for a marathon, but when people say, man, that's a lot of days in a row, 
I'm like, well, let me put this in perspective. There's a guy, the longest guy I've known this run every day, started in May, May of 1969. He's not missed a day since May of 1969. Wow. Wow. I wasn't even four that's years impressive. old then. I, that's how long this guy's been running. And, you know, so that's, that's a very long time. But uh, there's a guy that uh, passed away a number of years ago, Charlie Tremendous Jones. And he had a saying I love. He said, in five years, you'll be the same person you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. What do you think about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Because like I said, I mean, you, you truly are a sum total of everybody you meet. And that's why it's so important that you are, you're feeding your, yourself and, you know, with the, especially now that we have social media with the content that's going to drive you, you know, I purposely follow all these athletes and, and then, you know, thought leaders, because that's what I want to put in my, my mind every day. You know, it, it continues to raise my baseline when I see someone who's doing something, you know, incredible. Like I just saw a video of this girl finishing a marathon and she was on, um, I'm not sure what was her leg condition, but she did it all with her arms and like, like these, you know, those metal. And and I was just like, wow, like what's anyone's excuse, right? I mean, yeah, your legs might not work, but pretty much everybody's arms work. <laughs> what's anyone's excuse to not do a marathon one day, right? I mean, right. when you look at it like that, it's so humbling and it, it makes challenges, you know, really minimize. And, and as we know, it's, it's, it's all about what, how we think in our mindset, it, it makes such a big difference. And, and that's, you know, uh, so I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree with that. Hey there, it's Mark and I will coach you for less than $2 a day. Plus give you access to a group coaching call every single month. For more information, visit mrproductivity.com. I saw a post recently by Gary Vaynerchuk. He's doing this new thing called Underrated Overrated, the show he does on Instagram. And he says, I'm doing very well on social media, as you can tell. He goes, but I, I keep wanting to do different things because I don't want people to get bored of my content. And so it got me thinking. I'm like, okay, what can I do that's different? You know, because you do the same posts all the time and you do the yeah. same kind like whether it's video or text posts or polls, if you do the same thing all the time, people are like, ah, oh, it's another one of those things. And so I'm thinking to myself, how can I keep my content fresh? Right. What do you think about that? It's all about taking somebody on a journey. Um, that's what we've really seen that people want to engage. People want to follow a story. You're right. There are some social media people that they've grown a huge following uh, but they're posting the same thing over and over and over because they're just trying to up the numbers, which it depends on what you're trying to accomplish, right? If it's a, if it's a numbers game for them, cause they're just trying to enroll people in courses or that type of thing, they are going to reach more that way. And they're going to revenue wise grow, you know? Um, but what happens is the older followers are going to start not being as engaged because they've already seen the same thing over and over. So although they may have this huge number of followers, when you go down and look at the views or the engagement, it may be lower than somebody who has a lot less followers, you know, so that ratio of engagement is, is different depending on, like you said, if you're putting out new, fresh content, if you're taking people on a journey, or if you're just reposting, reposting, reposting to, to just, you know, grow these numbers. So it just depends on what your, you know, your goal is. For me, I, I feel a responsibility to continue to take people on a journey. And so that's why, you know, I'm always doing something exciting. Like, you know, people are like, wow, you were just surfing. Now you're snowboarding. Now you're skiing you know, now what's your next race? And, you know, it's just the journey of life that, that everybody wants to follow and, and engage because it, it does inspire. And it's been humbling 
to see sometimes the littlest things that I might say or do, it's going to affect somebody. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I tell everybody. It's not about the amount of followers or the amount of views that only takes you impacting one person. Uh, yes. cause that's what an influencer is. An influencer is someone who changes behavior. So if even one thing you say changes or affects one person's behavior, uh, you're an influencer and that's what it's about. It's about giving. It's interesting you mentioned that because I was actually listening to one of uh, Gary's podcasts when I was running this morning and he said, you know, if you are not replying to every comment you get now, if you get 10,000, like Gary, you can't do this. He said, you're being rude. If you, when you're starting out, you may get three or four, maybe five comments. If you don't take time to recognize those people who took the time to consume your content, they're going to like, well, why am I going to keep consuming this guy's content? Exactly. He goes, you're doing your, your, your followers a disservice. I'm like you. I don't collect. I used to collect likes and views and comments and shares. I don't anymore. Now it's about how am I serving anyone yeah. who sees my content, whether it's on LinkedIn right. or Snapchat or any place else, the podcast, am I serving them? And since right. I started doing that and stopped looking at the metrics and how many followers I have, uh, it's, it's been the game changer for me. No, no, absolutely. I, I, I really, and you're right, at the, the larger your following gets, the harder it gets, um, mm -hmm. and the more temptation there is to, you know, hire someone to help. To But what I've seen is I really can't have somebody running my social media because then I'm not going to know my audience, right? I have mm -hmm. to be reading their comments. I have to be responding uh, uh, bond forms, uh, relationship forms. And it's just amazing. I mean, my community is so engaged and they, they have been, some of them have been following me, you know, straight for the last two and a half years and they'll reference, you know, post I did a long time ago. And I've just, <laughs> I've truly built relationships. I mean, to the point of, you know, when I went to do my Ironman, I mean, I had people sending me monetary support to go do that because they believed in what wow. I was doing out of nowhere, you know? And, and I, at first I, I felt bad taking it, but then I was like, you know, this is encouraging them I don't charge anything to be on here. And I do put a lot of time into my content and, you know, I had to humbly accept it and, and just take it in and really feel blessed because that, that meant so much to me uh, to know that I inspire, you know, people that much. One of the benefits of being a subscriber to my email newsletter is you get access to free weekly training from me to sign up for my email newsletter. Just go to mrproductivity.com. Now, when I asked you to be on the show, I asked you what you wanted to talk about, and you said achieving a growth mindset through finding a healthy collaboration between work, life, family, and faith. Talk to us about that. No, that's so important. That's living. That's absolutely 100% living. It's funny. Um, just this last, I just got in from Colorado at 1 a.m. this morning. <laughs> um, got in bed 2 a.m. Uh, but in the in this the course of being out there, I was out there for my son's college. Um, he's, he's looking at getting a college scholarship out there at, for soccer, but, um, a job opportunity came up that was through the roof more than anything I've ever been offered. Um, but with it came no time wealth and time wealth to me has to be a big part of, of the package. And, you know, I'm not here to jump back in a hamster wheel. I've worked too hard to be independent to be an independent contractor, you know, having my own consulting to go back into a hamster wheel just for money. Uh, you know, and, and it just showed me that I didn't even think twice about it. I didn't even think twice about it because time is so important to me as well. Mm. And I think I've finally gotten to that space right now where 
I'm, you know, I'm making the amount of money I want to make to be able to go and do and, and not feel like I'm missing out on anything or, you know, that freedom. I'm making enough to have that freedom. Um, and with a very large family to get to that point, that's a really big deal. I mean, we are, we're going to have yeah. two in college next year. And, you know, I mean, the expenses are the cars, insurance for all those cars. You know, it's insane, a big family and the expense. Um, so what I've found is a lot of people, sometimes they'll go gung ho building their career. And then they come back to a family that they're so alienated from, you know, they don't, they don't really even know how to engage. And so what do they do? They, they get, it draws them even more into their career because that's where they feel like they're respected. That's where they feel like, you know, they have a voice. That's where they feel appreciated. That's where they feel comfortable. And so this gap between work and family just grows and grows. And, you know, you're coming home. I put a phrase before you're coming home with a pocket full of money to, you know, a house of people that don't even know you. Um, right. It's one thing to know your kids. And it's another thing to really know your kids. Like just going and being with my son, just me and him, an 18 year old boy for a whole weekend. That was like sitting across from him at dinner and have, cause you know, usually as you come in the house, we're all at dinner you're going, or you're in the car, yeah. but to sit and, and spend that time, it, even that was next level, you know, all weekend we had to fight over music and food and where we're going to eat, you know, <laughs> meet in the middle. I think an 18 year old boy, even all the music in the car, as we were driving around, we had to meet in the middle somewhere. Uh, but all those things that I realized, you know, there's, there's so much that we have to be intentful about. And, you know, and then at the same time, you don't want to just do all family and then not have the funds to support them. Right. You have to be able to to not just tell them, tell your kids, hey, you can do whatever you want. You have to be able to show them. Right. You know, yeah. and you can't feel guilty about pursuing your own dreams, your own goals, taking that time for fitness because you're modeling that. And a lot of moms get caught up in this, that my life is not just all about my kids. Right. Because then they leave. And the same thing with my marriage. Then they leave and then who am I? I'm lost, right? I have nothing. Like my whole life was surrounded. And, and in my heart, I might've thought that's the most unselfish thing to do. That's what I need to do. But then I lose myself, I, I, you know, and then I'm lost. And, and so, you know, it, it's, so that's so important that we keep our, our own selves and our own dreams and we show them, you know, it's that balance of not just saying, go do anything, but then they see you doing that. Uh, and then, you know, and then last but not least, you've got to make sure you keep up with your health because you lose that. Then what good is the money and what, what good are the relationships? You're not strong enough to carry the people that need you. And so, you know, the most unselfish thing you can do is make the best of yourself so that you can carry those people you love when they need you. You have to be stronger, especially as a parent, you know, you have to be that strong one that can go and do and, and do all these things. Um, because otherwise, you know, it's, it's a seesaw effect. That's what I call it. That's why I call it collaboration, not balance. It's a seesaw effect of some days work may be up, family may be down. Someday family may be up, work may be down. But as long as you keep going back and forth with the seesaw, guess what? It's going to be in a healthy spot. And, and as long as you're clear and open communicating to each side why this may be up and why that may be down, then everyone's happy. And it's, it's a seesaw of collaboration between all those things. And, and I'm really passionate about that because I know that's where you feel the most, the most alive and the most content. Absolutely. And we've all seen, if you watch the news or Google or YouTube, people who are very wealthy, but they're not healthy. And there's some diseases you can get. Like my mom's got late onset Alzheimer's. I can make a billion dollars a day. You can't, there's no cure for Alzheimer's. And so 
that's one of the reasons why I'm taking care of myself. I'm eating better, you know, trying to cut back the added sugar in 2021. I'm running every day. I'm only drinking water because her neurologist told me there are things I can do to mitigate ever getting Alzheimer's. There's no guarantee, obviously, but right. you know, back in the seventies and eighties, you know, if you weren't an athlete, you didn't exercise. Now they know the importance of go for a run, go for a walk, go for a swim, do something, stay active. They didn't know that back then. So you could have a lot of money, but there's some things you're just not going to be able to get over. You're going to die of that. And right, so that's right. why I, I resonate so much with you and what you post, because I think, like you said, taking care of ourselves, extremely important because when we're in our twenties and thirties and forties to go, ah, I'll be fine. But then you get in your fifties, sixties, seventies and eighties. You're like, uh Oh, I should have done something when I was younger. And let's face it, it's not easy to take up running when you're 85 years old, but it's yeah, a lot easier exactly. when you're 25. Exactly. Exactly. And it's fun. I mean, like, it's funny, you know, I, I, I've been a post on this too, but you know, for, especially for young people, their social media is like, you know, that's like their space. And so for my 18 year old to put on his story on Instagram, his holy story, um, my mom's cooler than yours. And it was a picture of me doing the, you know, you know, an Ironman or whatever. It, it shows you that he respects the fact, you know, like I might have to explain, you know what, I might not be at, at one of your games this week because of whatever. But yet when he turns around and sees, look, my mom is chasing her dreams and her goals. I'm proud of her. You see what I'm saying? That like counteracts the kids want a parent that they're proud of. They want a parent that can go ski with them, that can go out in the water and surf with them. And they're like, you know, you're hanging with your kids. You want that or you just want to be sitting down because you're too exhausted to go do all these things with them, you know, and I want to be there yeah. for them and the grandkids and, and be out there doing all that stuff when I'm in my seventies, you know, it's not going to stop me. I want to be doing all of that. And there's some incredible people. The last Ironman I did, there's a 75 year old woman. She gets to go to Kona every year because wow. she's the only one in the age group, you know, that, that completes <laughs> it. So, so my, my goal is obviously to get to Kona. You have to qualify. You have to win your age group to be able to make it to Kona. But I'm like, you know, dang it, even if it's when I'm 75 and I'm the only one that age, I will make it to Kona someday. So mark that down. Good Hopefully I can do it sooner. But uh, my goal is to get you. to Kona. So it's going to happen. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But <laughs> I have no doubt it will. No doubt I will. Okay, so let's, uh, before we wrap up the show, I do this fun thing that you said you're a game for. It's called Mike Swap. So I'm going to allow you to be the temporary host of the Mark Struchowski podcast. You don't have to say Struchowski. Uh, don't ask me for my credit card or social security number. But any <laughs> other question you want to ask me, uh, one to two questions, you have the mic, go. Okay. First of all, I'm getting into your, um, your fitness. I want to hear about your playlist. Like, like what kind of playlist gets you going on your walks? Cause mine's so random and so all over the place. I love to hear what gets people going. Right now, I've been binge listening to a lot of uh, Gary V, but I do have a, a Christian hip hop playlist. Uh, when I say that people go, there's such a thing. Yeah, there's such a, such a thing. It's just instead of talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, we're talking about stuff in the Bible. But that gets me really going. I got a really intense playlist. And sometimes I don't listen to anything when I go running. Sometimes I just want to be quiet and just listen. Uh, did you know that birds chirp, uh, Joy? It's amazing. When you're not wearing headphones, you can hear. <laughs> you can hear that. 
No, no, I'm with you. It's it's funny too. I have one of my playlist sections too. It's all praise and worship, and it just depends on how hard the workouts in. Sometimes it is Jesus take the take the wheel, or like you know, like I resurrection power or something. Like I need yes. some major power, like supernatural power. So yeah, my praise and worship really does get me through a lot of workouts too. And then, so what I want to know uh, a fitness bucket list that you have besides the. Or are you just going to stick to the mile a day, like? Is there anything that that if you knew I could train, I could do this, I could accomplish it, what would it be physically? I've never thought about that before. I do want to run at least a one mile a day every day for the rest of my life. But now you got me thinking what I'd like to do if COVID would ever leave us. Good Lord, leave, please. Uh, yeah. I think I would like to run a mile at first in every state in the United States and then maybe That's in awesome. every country in the world. That's awesome. <laughs> I just literally... I literally just came up with that on the fly. That, that, I think I'm going to write that reason. down. There's a reason. That's awesome. That's all. And those are the things that keep us going, that drive us. You know, I think it's so important to have, always have a goal, always have something bigger that, you know, you could do. It's exciting. It's super exciting. Um, and then. No, I just said that in my I, podcast. <laughs> I know. That. You just said it. I like that. Every state we could follow you. People would love that journey. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. Um, and then um, besides that, is there ever a day that you, what was the hardest day that you had to get up and do a mile? Was there a certain day that stands out that it was just like, it, maybe it was super rainy or cold or. Yes. January 1st, 2021. That's the day I decided I'm going to get up at five o'clock in the morning. And it was cold in Houston that day. It was really cold. It was like 37 and the wind chill was like 26. And I said, well, you know, Robin Sharma says, get the blood going first thing in the morning. And I actually, for a split second, I go, you know, it's going to be a balmy 42 later in the day. Maybe I'll go later, but no, I got dressed in my sweatpants and sweatshirt and gloves and hat. And I went running for 30 minutes the first day. And that was a little tough. Now when it's in sixties, it's a lot easier to run in the morning, but that oh, was, yeah. I mean, I wasn't not going to run. But it was really tough because it the bed was nice and warm. <laughs> and I, I just know, like <laughs> I, I got up, looked at my phone, and looked at the weather. I'm like, oh, yeah. but I did it. I did it. So no excuses. I hate cold weather running. I'm a Florida girl, so cold weather that's tough for me. But I, I, it does. They actually, it actually wakes you up though. The cold, but once you get going, it actually it wakes does. You up. After the first mile, I'm like, man, yeah. I got too many clothes on. It's it's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But hey, those are great questions. Thank you so much for asking those, Joy. No one's ever asked those questions before. So the final question I always ask my guests is, where can we go find out more about you and what you do? Sure. So Joy McAdams on LinkedIn. I'm on Joy McAdams on Clubhouse too, which that's a whole nother, uh, a new yep. platform now. And then Jay McAdams 5 on Instagram. I tend to put a lot more of like fitness little videos and clips. And that's a little bit more fitness oriented, um, sportsy type of uh, platform for me. Okay. My thoughts on Clubhouse, because everyone's asking me, Mark, what do you think about Clubhouse? I said, basically, it is a audio only Zoom. And the word I hear from so many people, it's so addicting. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure it's great. But a couple things to keep in mind, it's very addicting. Are you working on needle moving activities? Number two, remember with any social media platform, you don't own the content. They can glow. They can be out of business tomorrow. And so yeah. since I became an entrepreneur in 2005, I've been told, Build your email list, and if you're gonna have a podcast, you own the you own the content, in the podcast. So I've been emphasizing that. I mean, I'm still on LinkedIn. I chose Snapchat because Gary said it's gonna come back in 2021. 
and be honest with you, Joy, Snapchat does stories the best because they created them. And so I'm having fun. And I'm surprised people are starting to follow me. So it's going to be really That's interesting. Awesome. The only place you see behind the scenes with me is on Snapchat. So go follow me over there. So, interesting. yeah. So I'm, I'm trying. I, I wondered, I thought to myself, if the top 50 influencers on Facebook and Instagram left there for a whole year and went to, Insta- and went to Snapchat, it would totally change the game. That would, yeah. it would just totally change the game. Um, there are some people on there, but uh, you know, I'm having fun. And I, I finally listened to Gary because he said, um, not that we had, we didn't have a phone call. I heard his podcast. I want to make sure it's very clear. We're not like buddies or something like that. He said, don't worry about what other people say you're doing. He goes, if everybody's going one way, go the other way be different. Yeah. And so everybody's going to clubhouse. I'm going to Snapchat and I may lose. I may win. I won't know till December 31st, but I'm having fun. And I think that's the Good. key takeaway people need to have about life is have fun, be happy. Absolutely. Don't chase the metrics of the money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all about time, wealth and, and living your best life, but you need that collaboration of, of all those aspects. 100%. Totally agree. Joy, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, 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 don't leave this episode yet. I have a very important announcement for you. I want you to go to mrproductivity.com right now and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely for free. It's my gift to you. And while you're at mrproductivity.com, I want you to click on the tab that talks about my digital productivity coaching program. I call it DPC. This program is incredible and I'm super excited about it because one, via a dedicated app, you get daily, yes, daily coaching and accountability prompts from me and the ability to ask me questions, short questions in the app. You get a live group coaching call every single, well, month with me. Third, you get access to a DPC members only community online, and it's not a Facebook group. And fourth, you get replays of all the group coaching calls and my Saturday morning trainings. Now, my Saturday morning trainings are free, but there's no replay. But DPC members get access to the training, to the replays, part of their membership. Now, what's this cost you? You may think thousands of dollars. No, it's $49 a month. That's less than $2 a day. So check out the digital productivity coaching program and grab the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs at my website, mrproductivity.com.